Hello to everybody from around the world. Happy New Year, happy 2023. Welcome to the start of season two of the Retail Wavemakers, a C-Trade Cruise Talks podcast. My name is Nadine Heubel. I'm the Senior Managing Director of Travel Retail North America at Newmark, formerly known as Harbour Dennis Hobbs. But today I'm talking to you as the Retail Ambassador for C-Trade. Retail has been going from strength to strength in the cruise industry, and I am grateful for C-Trade to have acknowledged this development by creating a Retail Ambassador role, which I am honored to have been appointed to. Part of my responsibility is to create further awareness of this exciting sector amongst cruise industry peers. And what better way to do it than creating our own podcast mini-series, the Retail Wavemakers Podcast. In this podcast series, I will welcome different stakeholders of the cruise retail industry, cruise lines, retailers, vendors, and consultants. And I will discuss with my guests the state of the cruise retail industry. We have a lineup of amazing guests, and we will hear from them firsthand about latest innovation, initiatives, challenges, and their personal outlook of the future of cruise retail. And we will also get a little bit personal with our rapid fire questions at the end of the podcast. Today, I am very excited to welcome our first representative of the vendor community, Marcos Stobel, the Sales Director of Travel Retail and Cruises Americas at Victorinox. Marcos joined Victorinox over 10 years ago and has grown within the company in several strategic roles. Over the years, Marcos has been a pioneer for Victorinox in the Americas Travel Retail. For Victorinox, the channel is strategic, offering a shop window to the world, as well as a wealth of opportunity for consumer engagement, storytelling, and brand building. Currently partnering with the top travel retail players in the Americas, Dufree, Morta International, DSA, Starboard, just to name a few, the Victorinox brand and its portfolio of multi-tools, watches, travel gear, and fragrances can be found in over 18 airports and five top border stores and onboard eight cruise ships in the region. Prior to joining Victorinox, Marcos spent 15 years working in sales and marketing for Philip Morris Venezuela and was an entrepreneur with his own marketing firm in Miami, managing strategic communication for companies such as MasterCard and Disney Production Latin America. Marcos, welcome to the show. Let's kickstart season two. Happy New Year, and I am super honored to be your first guest of this new season of your podcast, which I believe is a great initiative for all of us vendors, brands that want to be part of this channel that is fast growing and constantly changing. So thank you so much for this. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for being with me, especially after you told me you had just spent three fantastic weeks in Spain, in Mallorca. Maybe you can tell us quickly about it so that we all get jealous. Well, definitely it was a great three weeks. I was also fortunate to see the two sides of Mallorca and the Mediterranean, since we all talk so many about the Mediterranean in the cruise ships. There in the summer, which you can see all the beautiful beaches and, and all that. And then now in the winter, you kind of see the other side of this destination where you can go out to the mountains. And to be honest, these destinations have so many things to offer from 
culture, local manufacturers, gastronomy, the wine is just <laughs> super memorable and special. Yeah, I can completely relate. You know, I'm German and we Germans, we love Mallorca. Which I was surprised to see so many in the winter and spending yeah. Christmas there. Yeah, no, we, we, we come every year. We love it. Great. I'm glad that you had a good time. But now let's talk a little bit business. So it would be great, actually, if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about Victorinox. I'm sure that many of us know the company due to the Swiss Army knives, but I know that there is so much more to the company. So let's hear a little bit more about it. Yes, Victorinox is a multi-category Swiss premium brand. It's over 130 years old, is uh, privately owned, and is very special because everything we do is simply inspired by the iconic Swiss Army knife. We are, as mentioned, a multi-category brand, so we offer watches, travel gear, fragrance, cutlery, and of course, the Swiss Army knife, which all the other categories are simply inspired by this iconic product. Amazing. I didn't know that the company is actually that, that has such a long history, is, is, uh, is that old. And I had also forgotten about the cutlery. I think I even own some Victorinox cutlery. Well, and to be honest, everything started with a cutlery workshop over 130 years ago. So that's how everything started. And then came the iconic, legendary Swiss Army knife. And also something important for the company is to really protect these uh, Swiss values, design made in Switzerland. So that's something that uh, our company, especially nowadays, is extremely proud of. Love it. Great. Why did actually Victorinox decide to enter the cruise channel? And maybe talk a little bit about this, but also tell us where you currently distributed. You said we are at the beginning, I said eight cruise ships, but maybe you can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, I think that the, the, the timing could not have been better for us. Part of the global development for the brand and its categories, back in 2017, Victorinox created the travel retail division. Then as part of the travel retail division, there's uh, been teams allocated to each one of the regions and even through COVID strategically growing. And today we have over more than a hundred point of sale at airports globally. So then back in 2019, as part of this travel retail development, we set our eyes into the cruise channel. And the first approach was to learn about this channel. So we participated in the DFNI cruise conference here in Miami, where you and I briefly met. <laughs> and I have to be honest, I was very impressed by your presentation, where you talked about all that logistics and operation <laughs> behind it. So that I, I really enjoyed. And, and to answer a question about where we are today, we're very fortunate to, to start working with a, a company like Starboard that gave the opportunity to the brand. So last year, we started with them, and, and we were currently listed in over six ships. Nevertheless, this year, if we push it to this year, we're going to roll out our brand into the Royal Caribbean ships. Great. Amazing. And, and, and thank you for, for remembering my, my presentation. I think logistics can be a very dry topic, but I think it's also a very important topic when it comes to, cru to cruises. It's like one of the... The, the, the make or break disciplines in the cruise industry. Definitely is. And one of the things I also would like to add is being a multi-category brand, how to enter into the cruise channel. We enter with the watch category. Nevertheless, in selective ships, 
we have curated a travel gear offering where guests can gear themselves up for their adventures and expeditions. So it's really more than just selling product or placing the brand is how can our brand be part of their traveling experience or, or vacation? Mm-hmm. Very important point. I think this is how you connect with the guests on board, that you're offering a service which is actually an added value to them for their holiday experience. Exactly. Now I have a question for you about South America. You have worked in um, in Venezuela many, many, many years. And North America cruise retail is very much developed. But people also talk about South America. It's still a small market, but it's a fast-growing cruise market. For you, what is the biggest differentiator between a North American consumer and a South American cruise consumer? That's a very good question. And previously, before I joined the travel retail uh, division, I was responsible for, for local markets. So I oversaw all Latin America from Mexico down to, to Argentina, local markets. So I really got to learn a lot about the culture, the consumer and their consumer behavior and their choices. So from my point of view, and talking specifically about the cruise channel, the North American passenger is currently a very mature segment. They are very loyal to the traveling format. Even during COVID, they were still booking their 2023 vacation. So I will say that for cruise ships, again, it's a very mature segment. South America, from my point of view, represents a very big opportunity for cruise ships. It's definitely a market with a lot of expansion. And the main difference when we think about a consumer profile, South American passengers, they really like to shop. Like when they go on vacation, they enjoy their traveling and they really enjoy their shopping. So and not shopping only souvenirs or memories. No, they go out and they really like to, to, to purchase their, their brands and, and their products and, and reward themselves. And actually, Victorinox is uh, South America is a very strong region for us okay. with a very strong and loyal customer base. Wow, interesting. Which is your biggest market in South America? Mexico is our strongest <laughs> market. Okay, great. So we need a lot of Mexican guests on, on, on the cruise ships. Of course, it's a big market, but also we have the Brazilian consumers. We have the Argentinian consumers. So uh, again, and also seeing it uh, from the travel retail perspective and which are the airports that drive a lot of our sales, mainly you will see it is comprised between Argentina, Brazil, Mexico. These are very important locations for us. Thank you for sharing this. And you also mentioned when, when we talked a little bit earlier before starting the recording, you, you, you said that really the cruise channel, cruise is your baby. I love this because in a way it's also a little bit my baby, I feel. So let me ask you something. When you joined the cruise industry to European, what was the state of the cruise retail industry and what has changed since you got involved in the cruise channel? Yes, I mentioned to you that it's, it's sort of like my baby because when, when we were developing all the different layers, when you're developing the, the commercial strategy for the travel retail channel, definitely I said, especially being based in Miami, I said, cruise ships, we need to put it in that list. Of course, to your question, in business, it's all about timing and, and, and momentum. And I will say that we've been very lucky because while the brand is still very new in the channel, we're being part of this new era or this new 
chapter in terms of a new vision that the cruise lines have for retailing. For what I see, cruise lines are expanding their business model, generating revenues from other areas inside the ship. Traditionally, it was all about the dining experience, uh, selling the packages for the expeditions and the adventures and, and the wellness. But all the new ships that are being rolled out, they're really taking into consideration to have a very strong retail footprint. So for us, I fear it's a great momentum and a great timing. The other fascinating thing for me in this channel and what I have learned is the possibility of developing a relationship with the consumer. You know, you will have them there for a period of a week or, or, or two, and you can really develop this customer relationship and experience with them and, and how can this brand connect with them. So for me, I will say that when we talked about the status or the state of the retail, for me, is that that momentum and special timing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, from, from an airport perspective, airports would dream to have a customer for there for a week. They have them there for a couple of minutes. And really in the, in the cruise industry, we can really build this relationship with our guests because we have them there for a couple of days, sometimes one week, two weeks, and, and even longer. So that's a, a really great point. That the other thing is we as brands also need to, to be very mindful on how do we develop this channel. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just about placing the product and a couple of promotion and that's it. No, it's how much content can we generate to connect with a consumer for over a week. I agree. And this is maybe a good segue into another question I have for you. So what, what do you think? What are the key success factors or the keys to success for vendors in the cruise channel? I mean, you already mentioned one. From our experience, I will break it down in three keys to success. The first one is you need to think long-term. You know, you need to be invested for the long ride. The channel has an extremely high level of complexity, as you know. So you need to be patient and you also need to adapt yourself. So to succeed, and here comes your presentation that you make, logistics and operation need to be extremely agile because things really happen very fast. For example, we, had, we were implementing one of the programs with a Silver Sea, and we had to ship the product directly to the port where this ship was going to dock. So again, we're talking about stores that are moving around the world, stopping in different destinations. So in terms of logistics and operation, how do you adapt into all those moving pieces? And I would say that the third key to success will be to understand the itineraries, the customer profile, and then curate those assortments. Because if you go in thinking that one size fits all, that's the wrong approach. Thank you. No, I, I like this. And I'm sure that all our vendors listening would agree or actually, you know, take some inspiration from what you just said. So now we talked all about, let's say, the positive and the momentum we, we, we are building. But what, what do you see as the biggest untapped opportunity in the cruise retail industry? And what can we do to make it even stronger? Well, during this journey of learning and educating ourselves into the channel, I was fortunate to visit uh, a couple of ships. And actually, in one of the ships that where we listed the brand, I, I was also fortunate to go in and train the staff and all that. So big picture talking, 
and looking at all the different categories, I say that the biggest opportunity will be to transform the passenger and sales staff mindset. It's not about going into a ship thinking that you're going to, to buy value or you're going to find a deal in the stores. Um, for me, is that we all understand that it's all about selling memories. It's all about being part of your vacation. It's all about rewarding yourself with a premium product that when you go back home, you're going to remember, oh, yes, this watch, this Victorinox watch that I bought was with me in all the expeditions <laughs> I did. And it brings me so many good memories uh, when I did the Antarctica or when I did the Mediterranean and, and I went sailing. Or So for me, it's more about what people are buying is memories, experiences, mm -hmm. and not just going thinking about a deal. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. It's like, you know, like really something which is much more emotional and not transactional. We have to get our thinking away from transactions. We have to really connect on an emotional level with our guests. Exactly. Great. So from all the retail initiatives you, you did so far on, on your ships, which one are you most proud of? Since we're still in the initial stage of introducing the brand, because it happened in Q3 of last year, We're still gathering all the data, knowing all the processes and all that. So I will say that the answer is a work in progress. <laughs> so we will have to do a different podcast to, to give you um, examples. Nevertheless, what I am most proud of at this stage is the long-term commitment from Victorinox, from the brand, in the development of the channel and being part of it and to grow. So for me, that's what gives me a lot of confidence is the backup and commitment from the company. Yeah, this, uh, this this sounds great. And and also, even if you say it's a work in progress, I really have to say from my side that I'm super impressed about, you know, you say you're a newcomer to the to the channel and you just started, but all the knowledge and all the expertise you have already gathered, I, I think that's that's amazing and, and many really people can learn from this. So so don't don't be don't be shy in um in really celebrating your successes already. It's definitely a teamwork, I will say, behind all this. So, but thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. But now, as we talked a little bit about, you know, that you are that you're kind of a newcomer, but you already so know so much about the market. So, what would you say? Which vendor could be really used as the benchmark for cruise retail, and 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 why? What what what's the which vendor you you look up to or look to for inspiration? Well, definitely, I'll give you two concrete answers or choices that I always keep in my mind. One is Bulgari. I was very impressed with their holistic approach to the channel um, and their shop entertainment initiative and, and how to bring their, their heritage to, to not only the product, but everything that happens around these products in the period of one week. Uh, that really express this Italian heritage and, and design and jewelry. So that is one. And definitely the other one is the Swarovski brand and the Swarovski staircase they mm -hmm. did in an MSC ship. And for me, that was impressive because it's seeing brands that are going above and beyond just selling products or presenting their brand in a certain way they are really getting out of their comfort zone and again, just going above and beyond and creating an icon that will represent their brand. So those two, I was very impressed. 
And it's funny that you mentioned this because I actually have a picture of the of the Swarovski staircase with myself and the team on it, and this was I think done in 2019. The picture, and I recently looked at it, and it gave me really goosebumps. And going back to selling memories, there you go. Yeah. So many little details that will connect with the brand during your sailing and after your sailing <laughs> experience. Absolutely. As this is a sea trade podcast, I of course want to ask you one question about sea trade as well. So, what can we at Sea Trade do to support the cruise retail industry even more? Here, I will say that I am planning to participate in the next event that Sea Trade will have in Fort Lauderdale. As mentioned before, the way we approach things, we want to educate ourselves first. So, before making any comment, I think that uh, I want to go to the show. I want to understand what C-Trade is, and then see how can we take advantage and leverage on the platform that C-Trade offers. But I will say that so far with initiative like this podcast, I think this is great because it's an avenue for more people to be exposed to the channel and the opportunity that the channel has. Again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, is fast growing, changing. So to be part of this new era of cruising and to have C-Trade behind supporting and, any other, and, and, and more um, uh, people that are behind these kind of projects, I think this is great. Fantastic for us. Thank you. So definitely you have to come back on the podcast because we have to follow up on two things now. We have to follow <laughs> up on your success in the channel, but also about your opinion about, about the Sea Trade exhibition in Fort so now we have talked a lot about Victorinox and your professional opinion. But now let's talk a little bit about you, Marcos, as well. Are you ready for our rapid fire questions? We're ready. Those I like from previous <laughs> podcasts, so I think I'm ready. Good. So what's your favorite cruise destination? I will break with the norm. Everyone talks about the Mediterranean. So I will break with the norm and I'll say Antarctica. You know, the expedition, go on out there, Elsa Antarctica. Okay, great. When you go, let me know. I come with you. So <laughs> what's your favorite location to, un uh, to unwind on a cruise ship? I will say dining because it's a good time for you to sit down, enjoy a nice uh, meal, wine, and sort of talk about the experience of the day. So dining. Great. Buffet or a la carte breakfast? Definitely a la carte. Bingo or trivia? I'll say bingo brings me memories from my childhood. <laughs> Love it. What was the last product you bought on a cruise ship? Last time I did a cruise ship was Alaska over 12 years ago. And if I recall, it was a John Hardy or David Yerman ring for my wife. Oh, that's great. So that you bought something for your wife. Great husband. Yes. Most favorite specialty restaurant on a cruise ship? Um, I'll say Italian or Asian, mm -hmm. uh, because in Asian they have the teppanyaki. So it's sort of uh, everyone can be together and, and enjoy that. And last question. Which was the most exciting new ship launch in 2022? Well, it's not my style of cruising because of the size. I will say that Royal Caribbean Wonder of the Seas is simply impressive. <laughs> you know, equipped with over eight neighborhoods, three water slides, ice skating ring, like you name it. There, there's, 
something for everyone um and is uh, it's again simply impressive amazing to finish with the wonder of the seas that's great so marcus thank you so much this was fantastic uh, learned a lot about the brand about your perception and your perspective of cruising but also a little bit more about yourself and i liked the, the, the idea of going to antarctica so thank you so much for being on my podcast and i'm going to say we will see each other again on the podcast and in in, uh, in maybe season five or season six so thank you so much for being with me Once again, thank you for this uh, fun morning and, and interaction and really looking forward to supporting this and many other initiatives. And once again, thank you and everyone behind for making this happen. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.